Welcome, everybody, to Barrel Proof 273. I'm your host, Glenn Grum. I am joined by the magic of the internet by Mr. Taylor Sorrels. How are you tonight, Taylor? Doing great, Glenn. Good to see you, Bob. Good to see you as well. And of course, <laughs> and of course, by joined by Patrick Arkenberg, the master of the ones and twos, the guy who hits the button. I only have one button now. It's pretty awesome. Helps so your job is much easier. Too. He does send out the link, so he does have cool. a lot of a lot of work to do. <laughs> so it's quality. So I guess uh, hey, we'll I dive right into week. it. I spend all week coming up with two songs to put on this podcast. It's a, it's a lot of work. I mean, one at the beginning, one at the end. I don't know if you listen or not, but there's music. I, I thought it was your song that was in the beginning of the end of the podcast. You changed that up? I, I got tired of hearing it. Oh, I never man. finished it. That's disappointing. But yeah, I never finished it. I just got tired of it being a, a unfinished work that I put out because I, I felt I had to. So I changed it. Like, it sounded like Mozart. Yeah. Don't this listen to the song. Podcast. No, let's go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> soccer here. So we were, we were supposed to have a match on Friday night for racing Louisville, which was uh, postponed um, for, for reasons everybody knows. And I guess uh, that's where we'll start out the, the night. Um, so let's, let's do that. If, if, and I, if you guys, if you haven't got, an athletic subscription or an equalizer subscription or something like that. Those people that like Steph Yang and Pardew Katri and stuff like that, Jeff Kasuf are doing an awesome job of nailing down details, hitting interviews and spitting out articles, kind of detailing out what the hell is going on in the NWSL right now. Um, and then Paul Kennedy on soccer America published, published something, this, an article this morning basically said, if the NWSL wants to be take wants to be taken seriously as a league, they need to figure out who's actually going to spend money on the product and kick everybody else out. And if that means folding clubs, so be it. But this is one of those MLS in 2011 moments where the league's either going to fold or they're going to have to get people are going to get serious about funding it because uh, these uh, part of the pro- there's a lot of problems with NWSL right now. Yeah. Uh, one of those is you know coaches who have a problem not trying to prey on their players uh paul riley is is exhibit a for that and that's kind of the he's the big reason why the league basically shut down this weekend um but it's a con it's a course of behavior and conduct that is prevalent in that league whether it's uh the gm at uh, gotham from last year before she got replaced or i guess she uh washington spirit with richie burke uh who got relieved of his coaching duties but still got to keep his job in the front office until th- more stuff came about of what he did and then they finally had to let him go um but a lot of stuff in the meanwhile in the meantime being swept under the rug by either the clubs the league or both uh everyone trying to pass the buck a bunch and it's just really frankly <laughs> it's really bad right. we can't um, overlook yeah. our own sins either yeah yeah well no and we and but we you know as soon as as far we don't know what we still don't know what happened with holly we've heard toxic culture and then nadia nadim dropped a big tweet storm in which she kind of threw some shade uh at holly which was weird because i thought he was one of the reasons she came and obviously apparently that's not the case i don't know things have changed or whatever I, we still don't know anything about what happened but we know it wasn't good um so you know it's it's looking it's not looking great for the league right now you know there's matches scheduled to be played on what wednesday we don't know if they're wednesday. gonna happen 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of which is ours, I think. Um, yes, you know, we're playing North Carolina. That's scheduled to play. It. It's just it's a it's a shit show, man. It, it's, it's a good really time bad for the USLW and, to drop. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is it too yeah, late yeah. for us to join their league? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I, it's just it's really. I mean, you, you kind of heard things. Well, I heard things anyway. Um, that you know, off the record, that were that you're know, like this with this. Some of the things that the, that happened with this league are clown shoes, but I never thought it would be the point where you're endangering the lives and and mental well-being of your players type stuff i mean that's that's just straight up uh, malfeasance at the end of the day yeah. um and i you know i don't know how anybody recovers from this um from a racing standpoint uh you know seems like things are you know kind of trying they're trying to proceed as normal i've watched them practice on saturday morning because my kids were playing at the same time and it was awesome to see them out there, Mario whipped in a really nice right foot cross for a goal in some training session. That was really good because um, he was trying to keep the ball from going out of bounds. It's crazy, uh, but <laughs> it, you know they seem like they're doing okay. But I, the, I can also you know like part of these conversations, but it seemed like there were some you know real serious discussions being had uh, between player you know Mario and, and coaches and, and other and players and Savannah being involved and stuff like that. Um, so you know. But it's got to be really difficult to be an NWSL player right now, uh, even under normal circumstances, which what is normal uh, right now, I guess. But it's whew, bad, bad news bears, man. Yeah, it's not looking so good for the league. And like, it feels like there's a lack of accountability from all the stories I've read. Like They just allow these things to continue to happen. And ultimately, you got to look out for the safety of the, the players and make sure that everybody's taken care of like and not let these types of things happen and turn a blind eye to it is what it seems like from the stories i've read that it's just allowed to continue to happen yeah. and that's not good yeah the article steph yang wrote for the athletic the other day was like there's just a culture of fear that surrounds a lot of these teams and coaches where they constantly threaten like look you need to be quiet about it and be positive and put on a happy face or this league could go away well i think that the, the more it's just like the self-fulfilling prophecy but in the opposite direction of the way they thought it was going to go Everybody kept quiet about it, and now the league might be going away because you kept quiet about it. You know, it's it's you know yeah. you're putting people who are in a vulnerable period in their life, which is you know young athletes coming out of college and in, anywhere, but young women especially who are uh, who are even more sus- unfortunately not susceptible. That's not the right word, but subject to that kind of predatory behavior, um, which is the opposite of what I'm trying to convey. Like I said. Susceptible is not the word; is the wrong word. Uh, more, ta- more often targeted uh, by that kind of behavior than obviously young guys. Although it happens to to dudes too, but it's definitely not on the same scale. Uh, and you know, and, and just kind of just continuing to exploit uh, that sort of thing. You know, the low pay issue you guys have kind of brushed on that last week is definitely uh, you know thirty one grand. Uh, for playing in the top professional women's league in the world is is ridiculous. Um, that's and, you know I know that they, you know that there's still kind of a revenue model that's, that's difficult for the league. I guess I but I don't see anybody's books. I don't know what works and what doesn't. Um, uh, is it, a lot is going to need to change, and I don't know how they continue to operate until a lot of that stuff is addressed. Whether it's by by way of a CBA, which still hasn't been reached apparently between the players' union and the league. 
you know, I don't know if there's any unity what, of thought whatsoever on what the league is going to do going forward. They appointed some kind of board, including Amanda Duffy, uh, to try and find yet another commissioner. Lisa Baird obviously stepped down over the weekend after she released some statement about how we're going to look at safe sport uh, to help us clean some of this stuff up, which is ironic because we all know that Larry Nasser, U.S. gymnastics team stuff, safe, safe sport was involved in that, and that didn't do a damn thing for anybody that happened that you know was involved with that. So, you know, Allie Raceman, I think, who, you know, gold medalist, we all know who she is, uh, just said, I don't trust them. I don't like them. They're not a legitimate organization. And that's her words, not mine, but I'm inclined to trust her. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going on a bit of a tirade here, but this, this is the sort of thing that just makes you mad um, and really disappointed. And you feel awful for these uh, women that are kind of wrapped up in it all of it. Yeah. Especially, I mean... They're ultimately they're trying to you know pursue a career and and uh, pursue their dreams right like we're all trying to do and it feels like uh, the league's not helping them do that and, and not protecting them from these predators basically yeah. and it feels like that's the responsibility of any workplace like yeah. to, to protect people yeah. and also I don't know it blows my mind that people don't have human decency like I mean wh- why do people treat each other this way I, I guess you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, these are other human beings. Like, you should treat everybody with respect, I guess, is how I feel. I mean, everybody you encounter, no matter wh- what you're doing, it's just disturbing that people treat each other this yeah. way. Sexual predation ex- cannot be an occupational their- hazard of being a woman soccer player, being a woman, period. Um, but, you know, we're supposed to be better than this. and we, we're, But the, the sad yeah. truth is, as, you, as we can see, uh, maybe we're not, and that sucks. So let's be, I guess, yeah, the, really does. you know, I guess what you get, like, what do you, what happens now? You know, I don't know what the answer is, but I hope that racing and I expect that racing is going to be part of the solution. Cause I know if I know anybody that works in that back office, uh, they're none too pleased about any of this. Um, and you know, here's where I want to get to, uh, part of the issue that we're running across with a lot of this stuff is, uh, male coaches in a position of power that unfortunately find ways to abuse it. It's not all of them by any stretch, but it's enough. That's like three or four <laughs> when they've only got eight teams or 10 teams in the league. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, that is that's a lot. almost most. Um, and that's really bad. You know, I know uh, Mario's doing a really great job uh, in his interim role. And I think it seems like the players have really are really responding well to him. And I love Mario. I'd lie down in traffic with the guy. Um, but uh, the, the the going forward these clubs including us we gotta hire some women coaches gotta hire gotta hire women i don't care about qualifications you can't be qualified when you don't get the opportunity um and at cert at a certain point you just gotta kind of you know racing is in a spot right now where we got nothing (laughs) kind of got nothing to lose um, you know, I, I kind of expect we'll see Mario finish the season out, and that's fine. I've got, I'm not going to complain about that. But when we finally can start this coaching search or process in earnest, I almost think uh, it's got you've you've got to hire a woman to be the coach. And I don't, you know, give somebody a chance. We're going to have another tough season next year because we're going to lose two players to the draft or to the expansion draft, and then we're going to be pulling in some college. We got the first pick in the college draft next year, which is great. But they're still these aren't professionals; they're college players. You know they're not going to be acclimated to the system, so you're not going to be able to throw them into the fire right away. So I, you know, I expect they should go better than it, better than this year, because uh, I really have a lot of faith in the players that we do have. 
but I think I don't you know I, I don't think there's enough risk uh, in hiring uh, give, giving a woman a chance to, to coach racing next year uh, that would out you know I don't the downside uh, <laughs> the downside is you don't do that and you're sitting in a similar situation just like we are uh, a year from now which I don't think anybody wants so I mean if there are still issues that are difficult to resolve for NWSL could racing join the USL Super League like is that even a possibility at this point I mean maybe yeah you know, if the league dissolves, they got to play somewhere, and we're this team isn't going away. I think that we've put too much time, effort, and money yeah. into racing as an as an organization to just let it to just let it go. There's no way. It, it, if we got to play, if we got you know, yeah, I, playing in Europe would probably be insane. But you know, figure something. There's got to be something. <laughs> you know? I'm just curious what your thoughts were on that because if they, I mean they have troubles getting everything back together to a point where they can play games. Like what do you do? How do you move forward? You know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, especially with the USL coming with their league. And, and I, I mean, I don't know how their league is set up and where their teams are going to be, but it would be something we could possibly become a part of. Yeah. There's no way that league's ready to get off the ground by next year though. There's, I mean, I can't imagine that that's going to be. I mean, I know it's coming, and but I, I, there's no way they're launching. Are they launching? I don't. I, I haven't read the press release, so I don't remember. They're not launching 2022, are they? I don't yeah. think so. I think they have another couple of years. But I mean, if NWSL isn't able to get everything together and and you know fix the issues, I mean, what do you well, do? You if if that's where where we stand, then hopefully the you know the Papadakises have had their you know. Uh, trials and errors with running USL with owners being, you know, being fly by not organizations here and there. Um, but you've got, there's gotta be a good vetting process for ownership. There's gotta be a good, a set of strong, solid standards, which include things of this exact, you know, personnel, HR, uh, you know, policies and procedures that, that prevent and try and root out stuff like this. Uh, so that that's not something that a women's soccer league ever has to deal with again. You know, that's got to be a goal. It's got to be a requirement. Do you think we lose a lot of players to this, like going to Europe? Yeah. Well, we, I don't know. Uh, You know, Nadia is. I mean, as a league, I guess, more than a specific. Here's the interesting thing, and I don't know. I don't know what this looks like. Uh, I don't know if the players that are playing for us are contracted with racing or if they're contracted with the league. And if the league dissolves, what happens? All those contracts get voided, and then where are you? And I don't, I don't know the answer right. to that, honestly. Your lawyer, you know, this is the first, that's yeah, the first right. time I even thought about it, but it's scaring <laughs> me to death. So, yeah, it is yeah. scary. Um, yeah, I don't have any. Like, Just when we got that, something great, or what that yeah. we thought. Like was great. Sure. All we can do going well, I mean, forward is, and I, I know that the that guys with the Coopers and and Lee Lavender Legion and Michelle and Lucity ladies are all, you know. All we can do, we, the fans, supporters, supporters groups support. can do, is continue to do our damnedest to support the players, believe the players, you know, help give, help amplify their voices if that's something they want or need us to do. Uh, and, you know, keep showing up if, if they're going to keep being games, and I think there are, keep showing up and supporting them. Um, and, you know, I, th- I know yeah. that's what we're going to do, but that's, you know, if, we're, if we, us three, are looking for a way forward, that's, the, that's number one. Yeah. 
we and, definitely uh, shout out the players. Shout out to all those uh, fans that did show up Friday uh, at, uh, in the gold lot. You know, since there wasn't a game to support the players, make signs. That was cool. And, you know, I mean, we weren't able to do that, but uh, it was really cool to see a, a nice group of people actually be able to do that. Really shows that we are standing behind the players. And there were signs in the stadium today, really during the oh, yeah. game. Uh, that that were that did that that kept that up as well, and I hope we continue to see more of that. Absolutely. So you guys want to move on to Loose City? Yeah, I think now I've, we've I think had a couple matches. 15, 16 minutes on how much of a shit show we've dealt with. So let's talk about something happy. <laughs> yeah, positive. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the first match yeah, was not I wasn't super happy. With happy. That. I mean, a, a, <laughs> a draw on the road is 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 good, right? Theoretically, after five after and, five road games, yeah, it's not terrible. But I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like we played way better, and we should have taken three points for that from that match. And and I feel like we're accepting a draw, like when we should be playing for a win. I, and we had so many chances we didn't capitalize on. Yeah. I, I, it was it was infuriating at certain points. Like we played a lot better in that game. Uh, we were definitely a lot more multiple on offense. You got bitched last week about how everything looks the same, and we did try a lot more to play through the middle of, during that game. And I was very pleased with that. Um, we had bone back. We did. Uh, that being said, the goal we score is off of a corner kick. Great. I like, you know, we don't too, hit too many of those. Um, give up a stupid goal on a corner. We just, we just failed to close out on the back post, which is just kind of, we don't give up a whole lot of those, but we have not been great on set piece defense this, this season. Um, and so that wasn't, that wasn't fun. But then, you know, that was just about the only look they really had all game. They converted. So it's like one of those, we, we say this all the time. Little City is great at playing pretty soccer and creating chances. It's the conversion part that is tough. Meanwhile, other teams play like poo. Uh, and then, but the one chance they get, they can, they, they capitalize on they it. They capitalize. Like we've seen this, we've, yeah. we've seen this movie a lot, right? Um, a know, lot. It didn't bite us as badly as it could have this game. Uh, but man, the number of times I saw us, you know, get a guy with his back to a defender in the box and have a chance to turn around and take a shot and instead just lay it off instead of instead laying it off and that getting cleared immediately was I, th- I swear there was five or six I'm probably exaggerating, but not too much five or six times <laughs> that they did that mostly in the first half, but at least twice in the second, especially one towards the end of the game. Like you've got to shoot the ball like we're not the Atlanta is a pretty solid when we play them anyway, pretty good team defensively. Uh, Camden Feo or Feo is a really good defender. I, I like him a lot. He's he's been a problem for us all season. Um, and if you get looks between the center backs, you've got to take you know take your chance. Rivas had a good game. He had one really good save in I think the second half. Um, or no, it was the first half. Uh, that that made that probably should have been a goal. But you know, hats off to him. That dude uh, is like Spider Man or something. Um, but. Uh, Otherwise, you know, I, we we looked good. We looked better. Um, but you know, you're coming it, off. It long feels road. like we're playing a little bit better, but it, it just it feels like the chances were there. We're back to that like not converting that chance, and it just it's a little frustrating at this point in the season because I think typically a lucidity team at this point in the season is converting their chances and and. Uh, performing a little bit better and i think our expectations are really high because of what we've had in the past right like i think other other fans will be like would take a draw on the road and and say that that's positive but for us it's seems like that should have been three points 
And it helps distance us a little bit more from Birmingham, yeah. who's nipping at our heels now. Well, luckily for us, so. we're basically in the same position right now that we were this time last week. We're still two points ahead, even on games. Um, they they beat who they beat during like the, was it Indy or something like what Friday night or something like that? No, it was Sporting Kansas City one nil away, uh, which isn't isn't easy to do. Um, and but then you know we we uh, you know finally took our took our chances today and converted three of them, which is great. I mean, I'm brushing past the Atlanta result. I was like I said, I was just. Uh, big sigh, like disappointed sigh at the end of the game because that's just you, I feel like that's a game you can't. Where we're trying to do what we're trying to do, you can't lose. You really shouldn't have, you shouldn't drop points. Um, especially like I said, we're just gonna I'm just gonna repeat what we've been saying. But the um, the number of quality chances you had and you couldn't do anything with them. Uh, I'm sure Danny was really frustrated. I feel like it's a problem we've had though for years, right? It's not like a yeah. new thing. Like you want to like try to say it's a coaching thing but really it's it's something that's plagued us for a while right like this isn't a new we've complained about this since 2019 at least when i started doing the podcast so yeah no it's not new i mean it's part of it is just soccer right i mean you know yeah but we've got i mean we 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 have we've been saying this i feel like for yeah a long time you get you can create all the chances you want but you've got to finish them and finishing is a usually an early season bug that we work out. And you're right, Glenn. Nor, normally this time of year, we're a well-oiled machine, you know, pouring on, you're just pouring it on everybody. Um, home or away doesn't make any difference. You know, I don't think we got bossed really in that game all that much. I mean, the, the first ten minutes, first ten minutes, we came out looking really good, uh, and then things kind of slowed down and, and settled in, and it got a little bit more difficult from there. We probably should have should have scored in that opening ten minutes, really. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, the the numbers look like they normally look, and we just couldn't couldn't do anything with the end as an end product. Yeah, I I was most surprised when I looked through the stats. The possession was pretty close to even. Yeah, it wasn't that far off. It was only fifty four, yeah, forty six. So, I mean, and they did. I'm Atlanta went to Indy and had a draw with Indy in the dying minutes of that game. So, I mean. Atlanta's playing pretty well, although Indy's not exactly a playoff team at this point. But yeah, but today's result was much better. I thought. I, I thought we managed to convert more chances and and played fairly well. Yeah, except for a small uh, mental lapse. It felt like uh, the in, the in the forty fifth plus yeah. two. <laughs> oh well, that. Yeah. Yeah, that there, there were that was bad. That second half referee lapse was pretty terrible yeah uh no i i, I agree uh, it was kind of i was talking you know we were talking before patrick hit the record button uh that i was like when i watched the the two goals we scored are goals that we are always trying to score bring the ball up the wing get 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 to the end line hit a ball hit a flat uh, or, or square ball across basically to the penalty spot or inside of it and somebody hopefully gets in the end of it palo got in the end of both although i think one of them was an own goal but they gave him to palo great glad he would have finished it if the other guy yeah. hadn't. Um, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, so I think it's fair. I'm, I'm happy to give him credit for both. Uh, but I've, after the second one, I was like, do these guys not watch film? Because this is how we try to play all the time. Uh, and it, it kind of, it, I was a little bit perplexed by it because they let us they let us do that over and over again, uh, at least in the early part of the first half. I mean, two goals in 15 minutes, you know, you think the game's kind of 
done and dusted at that point. And in a sense, it was yeah. like the only ch- good chance that New Mexico had was that was the goal that they scored. They had, well, I take that back. They had another one in the second half that went off the woodwork that was really scary. That Hubbard should be count himself pretty lucky that the crossbar is where it is. Um, but uh, the you know the, the the goal that we give up is on uh, you know kind of a, a little bit of a transition move. Uh, they bring the ball up the left hand side. Chris Weehan, who's a good player. Gets in, and, we, and we were not in good position to cover that cover that break at all. Weehan gets in front of Jogo and behind. I, it wasn't Alexi. Um, might have been Paolo. I don't know. I think it was Sean. Yeah, it might have been Sean. Uh, and one of those two has got to get their foot on the ball before Weehan does, and they didn't, and it's right past Hubbard. And, we're, and all of a sudden it's 2-1, you're a little bit nervous. Um, you know, it, and that's... It's, it, you've seen that movie before, yeah, though, like, right? Like it feels like should. that... Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I, um, but other than you know, aside from that, oh, Hopeno got one assist. He might have, did he have the assist on the second one? They gave that to Cam. I can't remember. I'm reversing in time. Now. I didn't see who they gave that second assist yeah. to. But um, uh, but you know, it, it was a it kind of the game got boring after after a while. Frankly, like just a lot of it was a bit of a midfield battle. A lot of clearances. Uh, got a little bit chippier in the second half. A lot of yellow cards, especially going New Mexico's way. Brian Ombi got one that I thought was—I don't know. I never think Ombi does anything <laughs> wrong, but except except for when he's egregiously wrong, and then I'm like, yeah, he probably deserved that one. <laughs> um, but the the only other thing I've got, and then you know we we score our our third. Uh, what happened on that one? I've already forgotten. Um, Jimmy McLaughlin got off. Oh, that's right. It's kind it of off in the wing there. It was a really great goal. Well, he, that was a really no way like, he intended to shoot that ball. He was definitely going to get on the end of somebody else, but it went past the keeper and inside the post. It was great. Uh, but I, I watched that. I was like, he, didn't mean, he did not mean to sh- for that to go in, but I'm glad it did. It looked really good. So oh, yeah. No, it was great. I give him points for like, that. He, I'm glad he took it. He took the, the look that he got. He came on for a very disappointed Antoine Hopeno, uh, who was not happy to be taken out, um, apparently. But, you know, he generally runs pretty hot anyway. I'm sure he's fine now. Um, but yeah, good result. Uh, you know, like, like I said, uh, the, they had one really good look that, that yeah, they fired at the post, or not the post, at the crossbar. Uh, their number 10, uh, Moreno, was, was a pain in the ass all night. Uh, I'm, imp- I'm surprised we didn't past. get more in more trouble for knocking the crap out of him a couple of times. Um, but, yeah, the only other play that, that was ridiculous was before Hopeno went out, that penalty had to be a point. Yeah. Had to be. And the ref... With the rep, he in the first half he made a run up the left hand side, uh, toward you know towards goal, and uh, either gets clipped or dives, uh, and the ref just lets the ball go to play and calls a goal kick. I'm like, it's either a dive by Hopeno or a foul on the other guy, and he didn't call either one. It had to be one. Was that the one where Hopeno had to put his shoe yeah. back on? Hopeno, had, the guy stepped on Hopeno's heel, yeah. heel and Hopeno's putting his shoe back on. It, it, yeah, like that's clearly a foul yeah. if your shoe came no, off. Nothing. Like if someone steps on like, your heel, you got fouled. It's got to be one or the other. It can't be nothing. It can't be nothing. So you know, if the, that and the pen were, were were some pretty frustrating calls. Otherwise, I didn't have any problem with it. And, and you know, it sure looked like one to me. I'm sure someone who's better educated at refereeing would tell me why I'm an idiot, and I'll fine, whatever. We won the game. I'm not going to bitch too much. <laughs> but I, I, I sit not too far from James O'Connor, like a section and a half over, uh, and he was furious. I saw him stand up just like, 
James can't contain himself apparently during the games. He was screaming at the ref from as as high up in the stands as you could be. So it's not like he heard him, but he's he, you could tell he wished he had been hurt. It was awesome. That's that's good that he still has that fire though, right? Like we should put a camera on JOC just for the clips. I bet there's some good stuff. Oh yeah, I bet there's some. And from what I've heard, he doesn't hesitate to uh, to use. Uh, he he works blue, oh, yeah. right? Like he <laughs> will say whatever he wants. I, I he's the he's I get to see him a little bit more now because I, I do some things with the, the foundation now, which is awesome. I'm very excited to get that started. And as soon as we figure out what we're doing, I'm I'm going to spend at least half an episode telling you all about it. Um, but I get I get Here to see that. it. But either between me being there five nights a week with my kids. Uh, and uh, doing that, I see him a little bit more now, and so we talk a little bit, you know, just in passing, never like anything in certainty. And he's just, the, you know, like he, like you can always tell, he's the nicest guy ever. But get him anywhere near an actual game, and he turn, it's like he turns it into a, it's like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. I always thought he seemed really mild mannered when you would talk yeah. to him. Like when you would you'd encounter him at one of those events, he was very calm and collected. Mm-hmm. And then you watch him on the sideline, and he looks like he's just he wants to rip someone's head off. And you're like, who's that guy out there? I love it. So, so I noticed from the stats of tonight's game that they only had one shot on mm-hmm. target. We had six. They only right. had one. So we're definitely doing a little bit better defensively, I think. And yeah, just got. You got it, the one that you, the one shot you give up, can't be a goal every time. That's all, you know. We got to figure out how, how to manage that. But again, it didn't end up causing us any problems or anything like that. You know, we're we're like I said, we're sitting. We're the only team in our in the conference we're behind is, is Tampa. Uh, that's good. Two points clear, of Birmingham. Um, we've got. I guess let's look forward a little bit, shall we? Um, yeah, we have SKC. Yep. We're at nine oh one at Indy. Yep. We have nine oh one at home again, and then we have Bur- at Birmingham. Those are our last five I mean, matches. Every one of those is winnable. So. The only one that that was well, not I mean, sure they're all going to be challenging, but Birmingham at Birmingham is probably the only one that might have some real juice to it. Um, and again, you know, we, who can predict the future? But that's the only one that I on of the remaining mat- matches that I'm. You know, and like super nervous about, and I know that sounds cocky or whatever, but I'm a fan. I can do what I want. Um, <laughs> that's I'm, like Absolutely. that's the one that bothers me. Like I'm not worried about Indy. I'm not worried about KC. I'm not worried about Memphis, even though it's a team we should beat into the turf next time we see them. Um, yeah, Birmingham's the only one. You know, I feel like we kind of got hard done a little bit earlier in the season, uh, and sh- and you know, sh- sh- you know, we should we should uh, I, I want to win that game. Birmingham's got four of their last five matches at home. Yeah, they got they the opposite Indy, of Bold, right. yeah, SKC two, and then us at home, and then they have an, a road game to OKC. I mean, maybe they'll just screw up so, and drop points, but they're playing. They're playing well this season. You know, I mean, you can't take that away from them. But maybe you know, you kind of, it'd be nice if they helped us out a little bit and had a hiccup. Maybe <laughs> maybe they'd give up, have the one one shot on target game where they give up a goal and lose it or draw it or whatever. That'd be fun. Their schedule seems a little bit easier than ours, so we're gonna have to make three. I mean, take three points off of everybody we can, yeah. right? Like, I mean, hundred uh, percent agree. And and we're playing mostly teams that are in the top end of the table too. Nine oh ones in the playoff position at this yeah. point. Memphis is. So, other than Kansas City and 
Indy, all of our matches are against potential playoff teams, so we definitely have to play well. Yep, I agree. Um, let's see. So next match is, yeah, like we said. SKC2 uh, at home. Home Saturday. game, which is good. Uh, it's 7.30 on the 9th. God, we've got a tournament that weekend, so we're going to be uh, ugh, I'll be very tired. But I'm going to go. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> uh, SKC is where are they in the table, Glenn? Oh, they are uh, near the bottom. I think that they're either the last or the second to last team in our table. So yeah, I mean that we sh- that's then you know they're yes they're in last they're on twenty points. Woof, so for con- for contract contrast, we have fifty two points at this point. Yeah, so that's true. And, uh, and, Let's see. They, the last time we played them, we beat them four two away, one two before that, and then beat them four one. Uh, let's see here. That can't be right. I don't know what I'm reading. Anyway, they're they they're a more challenging team than we give them credit for sometimes. Yeah, there we go. Four two in July, one two and also in July, yeah. and then four. I, like those games are so not memorable. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I don't. I barely. I rarely remember playing them. Um, but still, can't can't let them off the hook. Do we play them in that game where they we gave up like three goals and we came back to win eight yep. to three? Like that's that's the most memorable yep. Sporting Kansas City game yep. I can think of. That was a as a Magnus. It's, but it's easy game. to forget that it was yeah. them. I, I don't. I, that was a fun <laughs> one. Uh, my kids talk about that one all the it time. It was a fun game. Uh, Wasn't that was one of the last games of Slugger? Yeah, it was. Last home game. Yeah. Last regular season. Home yep. Game. Regular right. season, yeah. Yeah, my kids bring that one up all the time. That was fun. Uh, last thing I want to talk about uh, this last game is uh, the Ilya Illich appearance. It was really good to see him. Uh, he and Niall swapped jerseys after the game, which I thought was very cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, which was really confusing if you saw yeah. it on Facebook. You're like, Wait, <laughs> yeah, at first they like, traded right? after the yeah. game. What happened? Oh, I thought that was cool. And then James came down to talk to him after the game too. I saw them because my kids were staying on the field to get pictures taken or something. Um, so that was very just kind of neat to see. Ilya's always, you know, been is is a is a fan favorite and people like him a lot around here. I'd say so, I'd love to see him back. Uh, it was good to see him back in town and and kind of catching up with people. Didn't he? I mean, he left on good terms, so he's somebody that you know. If he does need a place to come back to, there's a possibility he'd come back and play here, right? Like it wasn't something negative when he left. No, I, I'm trying to get younger though, Glenn. I, <laughs> I, I love Illinois. I feel you on that one. I yeah, understand. I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get younger around here, but yeah. I mean, we're working on that, right? I mean, we, we we have Jogo that we signed, and now he's moving on to to play in Europe of all yeah, places, yeah. right? I mean, Thomas Rongan had no idea. Did you all hear that during the the Memphis game? Oh, by the way, uh, she's like, "Where no. do you, where would you where do you think he should go?" I'm like, he he answered the question, and the way he answered it was in such a way that you knew he had no idea that he'd already been sold <laughs> to Real Sociedad. Something we've the, you know maybe he should should he have known that? I don't know. I, I'd be surprised if. Jonathan puts that like in the game notes for everybody to read, uh, but because you know we want to focus on his career here. But you know he's committed to playing. You know they they talked about the career and stuff like that this week. He's gonna be a loose city player until the end of the season before he heads heads across the pond, um, and, and that includes playoffs depending on how far we get. So uh, really good to see. I know he's committed and everybody has nothing but nice things to say about him. 
uh, our the Cooper's president, Herman Quinn, is dying for us to get him on the show before he gets out of here. Uh, so we're going to try and make that happen uh, soon. Patrick, through the magic of the internet, is going to try and make work that out this week with all this <laughs> free time he has. Uh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited. Happy for him, uh, and I, you know, I don't watch a lot of La Liga, but I will try and catch him. Hopefully, he gets some minutes, and that's the thing, a, keen, a thing to keep your eye on, especially with the craziness going on in La Liga right now, with Madrid and Barcelona being a tire fire, uh, in just in different ways. <laughs> Do you think ESPN was a little bit disappointed when uh, Messi signs with PSG after they paid all that money 100%. to get them? Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they are not good right now. Uh, That's okay. I, they're, you know, people still watch. I mean, it's it's a, a religion almost, right? In in Europe, like a lot of those teams, like it's your team. You watch no matter what. Yep. Like no matter how good or how bad they are, they're your team yep. if they're from your city. And so you watch no matter what's going yep. on. Even if they lose every match. I heard that. It's like being a UK fan, huh? <laughs> Boy, we were in Florida this weekend. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. I don't keep up with that shit. <laughs> I was going to say. There's no you knew. <laughs> they they actually have a pretty decent team, it seems like, this year. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Top 10 in, in the men's soccer rankings, too, I might add. Kentucky. So we're doing good, doing good things, doing big things in Lexington. Uh, How's that basketball team look, uh, though? Isn't that what the important thing is? Yeah, I, I and I, who can say? We got good players. What 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 do they do? I don't know. <laughs> Who can say? So what else do you guys have tonight? Anything else for the for the footlers out there? I I did some ass barrel proof. Y'all want to do that? Sweet, sure. It's been a while. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, our, our good friends, Louisville Ledgehogs, are must have barrel proof on alert because they like within seconds they had something, uh, and they add some levity, which is great. Uh, if there's a battle royale with players and staff, who is the last man standing? JLC. Brad. Ooh, Brad's a good answer. You think it's Brad? No, I, I, no, I, I didn't say oh, it's, I Brad. it's Brad. I said Brad is a good answer. I, I think, you know, Brad is a good answer. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, part of me wants to say Michelle because she's one of the toughest human beings I think I've ever run across. Um <laughs> <laughs> can obviously, put up, can obviously take a few shots, uh, you know, and, and keep on ticking. Um, who else? I mean, Savannah, I'm, I think she could probably kick my ass uh, and several other people's asses. Who else? Uh, back when Simone was still on the team, I would have put good numbers on him because he is like nine feet tall, uh, but he is no longer with us. Um, I don't know. Patrick, you got any ideas? I said JOC, but I think he would just stand on the sideline with his arms crossed. Just wait, I, he, and, no, just, and then wait till the last man was there to knock him out. I, there's no chance he's just going to stand on the sideline. I don't know, man. Good, good question though. Simon Bird. So you just Simon Bird look. is, is it, it looks like he probably handled himself in a fight as well. I'll, I'll give I'll give him some props there. Uh, another one, uh, Dylan the Elder uh, from from the internet asks, which player do you want to hear mic'd up? And his his answer is Hopeno. I wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind talking to Hope. Uh, Antoine would be a good one. So, like you're talking to mic'd up for the match, like while yeah. they're playing and listen to what yeah. they're saying. Oh, that's a good. Question. Oh yeah, 
but that's going to be a bunch of beeps, right? Like you're not going to hear anything but beeps. <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah. that's the well, fun can, part. That's really fun. I take Paolo and probably Nile. Nile would be a great one too. Nile, yeah. Oh, Nile's going to be amazing, <laughs> right? Like he he he's always having a yeah. good time. Like oh, I love why he doesn't like. Uh, from the women's side, I, Yuki probably is out there having a great time. Uh, would be my guess. Um, Emily Fox is super intense. I don't think she does a lot of talking while she's out there, other than like communicating with like players. Right. I feel like they're mostly all serious. Yeah. Um, I mean, just focused on the game. I think Niall's the biggest character of everybody we yeah. have, right? Like, right. as far as that goes, no like, for sure. No question. Uh, let's see. That's all I got for barrel proof question, guys. But thanks to everybody who tweeted in at us. I appreciate that. That's all I got, and that's you know we definitely appreciate. We've plenty to talk about, and yet somehow it's, we're only forty minutes in. I've, but I'm kind of I'm I'm juiced. I'm out of stuff to, to bitch and or uh, uh, <laughs> you know act, what's the word the opposite of bitch about anyway. Yes. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, last time Herman was on, he said that there's a scarf contest oh, going yeah. on. So make sure if you have a scarf design, you get it to the Coopers. Mm-hmm. And get that uh, get that in so they can design next year's scarf for the membership. And uh, I, I, I don't know if there's anything else big going on right now, but that's the I think the biggest thing going. And then there'll be uh, elections coming up soon as well. So if you want to be you know on the board, keep that in mind. Uh, and you email the the Coopers and let them know that you'd like to be on the board, or you can definitely uh, hit them up on Twitter and or Facebook yep. as well. So a lot of face plays going on. Cool guys. Well, I I got nothing else. Indeed. Glenn, uh, uh, if, if, if if you're good, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. And uh, I guess I always end it with "Come on, city." So I guess "Come Almost. on, city." Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Bye, y'all.